In April of 1922, in a small corner of the Bronx, New York, there were curious questions about what might have happened to Miss Jenny Becker, a hard-working stay-at-home mother of four who fiercely loved her children. On April 6, she and her husband, Abraham Becker, had attended a party together. On April 7th, Abraham was telling his friends and family that Jenny had left with another man. She left her husband, kids, and her entire life for a mystery man. She was never seen alive again. Was this a love triangle gone wrong, or is there something more sinister about? Let's go over the case. One, two, three, and... Hello everyone and welcome to Forgotten True Crime by Oki Investigations. The true crime podcast where we tell the stories of crimes that happened long ago. If you're a true crime fan, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Also, check us out on our YouTube and Facebook pages, Forgotten True Crime. We also have a blog, truecrime.blog. That's where we post many of the cool things that we found for each episode. This episode, Seven Feet Deep, has a lot of exciting stuff for you to dig into, so make sure you go there and check it out. The links are in the description below. Parts of the story may contain opinions and speculations and should be taken as such. These stories depict violent crimes of all types and may be a trigger for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello again, friends. Today we're concluding the story of Jenny Becker, where we last left off. Detective James McCartan had led Reuben Norkin to his auto repair shop and dump. After questioning Reuben for some time, he hinted, he hinted that they might want to dig in his dump to find Jenny. The detective ended up using a stick to probe around the ground for soft spots and soon found one that led to an old boiler vault that used to be part of a building that used to stand in that lot. Inside that vault, they found rocks, trash, and then eventually a dead body. The body that was found was covered in a white substance. It didn't take long for officials to figure out that this substance was indeed lime. The detectives believed that the killer or killers thought that the use of lime on a dead body would quicken the decomposition rate and mask the odor. It probably masks the smell pretty well, but lime won't quicken the decomposition rate. In fact, it will actually slow things down and preserve the body. This is actually something that is not uncommon today. There are people that still believe that lime will decompose a body quickly. The body in this lot was preserved very well. If it was Miss Jenny Becker, she had been down there for about six months and she was mostly still there. As detectives removed the body from the ground, reporters quickly took pictures of everything happening. There's actually photos of a huge crowd surrounding the dump and just watching everything going on. The body was transported to the morgue and detectives began to question Abraham Becker once again. They told him about finding the body in the lot 
This was the first time detectives were able to almost break him. Abraham flinched at this news and said, I guess the jig is up. But instead of confessing, he stuck to the story that his wife had left him. It was almost, it was almost as though that that story was his only chance of freedom and he was going to hang on to that with all he's got. The detectives then took Abraham over to the morgue to identify his wife. When he walked into the room, her body was on the examination table. Although her features were no longer clear, her clothing was in remarkable shape for being in the ground for six months. Abraham showed no emotion when he looked at the body. He then told the police that it could not be his wife. His wife was a much larger woman than this. He said to them that she didn't wear these types of clothes. Abraham moved closer to the body and examined the woman's teeth. He then looked back to the detectives and told them that his wife had perfect teeth and this woman did not. He knew for a fact that this was not his wife. Not deterred, detectives removed Abraham from the room and then that's when they brought in Rebecca Baldwin. Rebecca was visibly upset to see the body. She was cautious and went over everything. She identified the body as Miss Jenny Becker. Not only did she recognize her features, but she also recognized the clothing as belonging to Miss Becker. They then brought in many others who knew Miss Becker very well, and they all stated that they had seen Miss Becker in those very same clothes many, many times. The only person who could not identify her was the one person that was accused of murdering her. With the discovery of Jenny Becker's body came several changes in the case. They now had hard evidence that Jenny was murdered. They arrested Reuben Norkin, it was hard to believe that he would not have more to do with this. The body was found next to his shop on his property, and it was likely that this was the exact murder scene. They also began getting requests to keep digging in that vacant lot. There were girls from that time who had gone missing around the area. People started wondering if there were more bodies just buried out there. So detectives started talking to their captains about this possibility. Everyone wanted to continue digging. It was covered in the newspapers pretty heavily. But the police force didn't have the manpower to keep this project up and going and also keep up their own duties at the same time. So they asked the city for help. The city agreed to let some city workers go down and clear the lot and began digging it all up to see if there is anyone else in that ground to find. This was a massive undertaking and actually took quite some time, but they did not find any more bodies. December 1st, 1922, Reuben Norkin, the garage owner, was held with pending murder charges alongside Abraham Becker. The next day, Reuben was a little more open with detectives. Reuben was questioned for hours by Assistant District Attorney Albert Cohn. And when he realized what was against him, he started confessing to what had happened. 
He told ADA Cohn that he stood lookout when Abraham led his wife over to a car with its hood up. He showed her something that was under the hood, and when she leaned over to peer inside, Abraham took a metal pipe and brought it down hard on her head. To collaborate this statement, ADA Cohn sent officers to search for the murder weapon. They soon found what they believed to be the pipe in question when they searched Ruben's shop. Although they never found any real evidence to support this, they also thought that Ruben might know what happened to a woman named Fanny Bloom, who disappeared four years earlier. She actually worked for Ruben's mother, and she disappeared under very suspicious circumstances. Now, the most shocking thing that was discussed during the ADA Cones interview with Ruben was that he fully believed 100% that Jenny was alive when she was buried. Now, even though Ruben Norkin was not the killer, he had helped in several ways. He kept a lookout when the murder happened. He kept everything a secret until they were caught. The ADA had a decision to make, and Ruben was either a witness or an accomplice in this murder. It was quickly decided that he was, in fact, an accomplice. This was a major factor in this case because Reuben now faced the same fate that Abraham faced, the death penalty. Reuben's confession was very detailed. He told how for weeks Abe would talk about how he would kill his wife. He spoke of poisoning her, drowning her, and strangling her. He then borrowed a shovel to dig a pit that she would be buried in and prep the grave beforehand. The news of Ruben's confession was now national news. This news quickly made its way to the jail where Abraham was being held. Abraham wanted to speak and give a confession as well. When he met with ADA Cone, Abraham accused Reuben of the murder, and this was actually within earshot of Reuben, who began shouting, You're a liar! You killed her! Don't you remember how we shook hands over the grave? Having the odds worked in the ADA's corner. With them accusing each other, they both showed that either one of them or both of them were the murderer. The men were arraigned on December 7th, 1922, and both pled not guilty. The judge decided that they would have a very swift trial, that they would try Abe first that following Monday, December 11th, 1922, and then after that, they would try Reuben. They were not going to try them together because they were accusing each other of this crime. It wasn't until December 18th that they could select a jury and this trial moving. The state had 42 witnesses lined up, but they didn't really need all of them. Abraham testified, but conveniently could not remember the answers to just about anything that was asked to him. They tried to establish his confession that Reuben was the real murderer, but he says he forgot ever saying that. 
they asked about the ring on his wife's finger and if the one found on the woman covered in lime was his wife's wedding ring. Abe stated that he was not sure, despite being the person who purchased that ring. They also asked who killed his wife, and he simply said that he did not know. When the case was handed over to the jury, they deliberated for one hour and returned with a verdict of guilty. Abraham Becker would be sentenced to death. He would die in the electric chair. He only smiled when he was given the verdict. Reuben Norkin's trial was much different. When he took the stand, he confessed to his actions, but also stated that he was not guilty of the crime because he didn't murder anyone. He only acted as a lookout for his friend. Reuben didn't seem to understand that he did just enough in this crime to be considered in on it. He was an accomplice. Reuben was also found guilty of murder and was sentenced to death in the electric chair. Now, on December 14, 1923, Abraham Becker was led into the death chamber. At 12.18, he sat on the chair, and 10 minutes later, he was pronounced dead. Just a few months later, on April 18, 1924, Reuben Norkins was also led into the death chamber. This was on his son's birthday. He stated that the hardest thing about being put to death was being separated from his wife and children. He said that the crime that he was being punished for was not his fault. The only crime that he committed was keeping a secret. He still did not agree that he was an accomplice in this crime. Reuben Norkin was then put to death without any issue. The story is a sad one, but this story does come with a hero in Rebecca Baldwin, Jenny's friend who stepped forward and would not take no for an answer. She documented everything she could, and she made sure that her friend did not go in vain. Rebecca Baldwin is the real hero in this story. The district attorney and police officers did an excellent job in this as well. I do believe they got this correct. I do think that both Abraham and Reuben were guilty in these crimes. Reuben's punishment may seem harsh, but I do think that he was equally guilty in this murder. He not only helped facilitate a place for it to happen, but he kept a lookout and he helped dispose of the body. The only thing he didn't do was hit her over the head with a pipe. And by his own word, she was alive at the time that she was buried. So if he assisted there, then he essentially helped kill her. I do want to mention before I sign off today that it is great to finish this story and be back researching and writing these stories. We had some medical scares in our family, and I had to make the decision that attending to that was more important. Thank you all for listening, and... And I have received some words of encouragement, and I highly thank you all. Um, it's, it's really helped. 
for future episodes i will not be releasing everything week after week i don't want to feel time constraint when working on these episodes i don't want to feel pressured to get something out when it's not all the way fully researched and so i hope you all don't mind since i am a one-man band over here that I do take the time to properly research these cases and get them out to you. I do have a ton of cases that I have done a lot of preliminary research on, and as I focus in on them one-on-one, -on -one, I will be getting episodes out to you. So even if it's not weekly, it may be bi-weekly. There may be sometimes I only get one out a month, but I can guarantee you a very detailed, well-written, and researched story again i want to thank you all for listening but most importantly know that you matter you are significant and you are loved i'll see you all next time see ya